lots of times they're going to ask, how are you? Don't take the bait on that one. Mostly it's politeness. Of course they care about you, but this appointment should be all about them. Do not use them to process any of your stuff, your feelings about your business, your feeling about your coworkers, your feeling about your husband. They are too polite to tell you, I really don't want to talk about this because they are getting their beauty service done. They want to upset you. They don't want to come out janky looking. Just think of going into a nice restaurant or a nice hotel and the person ch- you checks in and go, how are you doing? And then you're like, I'm doing it out you. How are you? And the front desk person's like, well, my wife just left me. But you know, other than that, I'm happy to be here to serve you. You'd be like, oh, okay. It'd be weird. It'd be oversharing, right? Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, Andre, show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is LashCast. Your friend in the lash industry. Hey, smart cookies. We are coming to you from the city of roses. This is the broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Toss. Hey, Paul. Happy holidays. Hey, yeah. Happy, 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 happy holidays. (laughs) Many happy holidays, yes. It's that time of year where we hang around. For us, it's actually a little bit, a lot of family time. We get to slow down a little bit, but we will not stop and slow down with our podcasting because we took... I think most of October off. So we're here hardcore during the holiday season to bring you some cool stuff, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, we're very excited. Today, we're going to talk about something recently We I was asked on our Instagram, and I feel so bad. I didn't write down the name of the person who did. I, oh, I'm going to shameful. The look, look of shame. I, I Believe me, ladies, I am looking at him with shame. I was like, how dare you? Well, whoever that was. I want to say thank you for bringing this up because I actually would never, I don't think we've ever done this topic and it's a good one. And that is how do you talk to your clients? What do you talk about? So I think we can cover a whole bunch of things. We can talk about like, how do you greet them? What do you say when you get down the bed? Like some, do you talk about who Trump is? Like, our politics. No, I advise you yeah. not to talk about yeah, that one. Probably not. But that said, we're going to talk about some suggestions of what to small talk, things you can say, greetings, how you finish or wrap up maybe an appointment. Yeah, I'm going to share with you the most important things that I say on every single yeah. appointment. And then also maybe some things that people say when they first walk in. They go, well, my lashes fell out. And you're like, well... No, they didn't. No, I mean, you you have to have a response. So we'll cover a whole bunch of little things as best as we can. And then until then, let's first, let's get into some announcements. All right. Our first thing is all about ALA or American Lash Association. I know some of you out there probably, or at least hopefully most of you have listened to our episode back a few weeks ago where we had Christina on to talk about the ALA and we're really excited to be 
partners with them. We don't get anything for this. There There's is no, no commission. commission. So we are recommending that you join because we really think this organization is going to be something very special. It's going to provide you a lot of value. It's going to give you discounts to QuickBooks. There's going to be insurance discounts. There's going to be all sorts of things that they're lining up and working on to help you as a lash artist attain things you can't do by yourself, at least lower rates because they're going to have a group opportunity because they hopefully gather tens of thousands of lash artists. And if we all come together, then we can get big deals from other companies. So I really want you to encourage it. And it's so cheap, guys. $84 for a year. 84 for a year, or if you use our LashCon25, our discount code, LashCon25, you get 25% off, and it's only $63. $63, it's like a nine a cup of coffee a, a month. It's like nothing. So please go check out the link in the bio and sign up today. I know it will help you immensely, and as this builds some momentum, I know in the coming year or so, it's going to be so cool to see how all of us coming together is going to really pay off and help our industry. Plus, it's just going to be a great place for information. They're going to have free seminars, and they're going to they have a, a quarterly, I think it's a quarterly magazine that goes out. Good stuff. Lots of good content and a lot of good information for you, the last artist. Next, we also have Tuscany's retention course that right now we're still aiming for March. That's the plan. It's going to be a one day class instead of a two day class, but you're going to have to take all the theory online. That's the plan. At least that's everything goes as we hope you'll watch all the videos online, take some little quizzes, do a live Q and a with Tuscany and then meet us here in LA in March for hands on hands on one day, hands on training. It's going to be nine 97 super affordable compared to 1700 right? And also cheaper because you won't have to stay in a hotel for multiple nights. You can just do one night, fly in, get some models, and fly home. I really think it's going to be a great new model for us to be a lot more affordable for you. So a lot of you can get there. Plus, we're going to be teaming up with someone we'll announce later that we'll have an East Coast trainer. So you can go to hopefully starting in New York, and we'll see where else we go. So that's all coming very soon last cast clubhouse that is also coming we're working on it slowly behind the scenes and we will hopefully be launching that sometime in december it'll be our beta it's going to be basically a chance to work with us every week sit down do live q a hot seat coaching for us to teach a lot how we built Really, at this point, we've built two businesses, right? We built our last business and we built our events and coaching and training. So we have a lot of, and both of those have been have grown into seven-figure businesses. And so we can show you the roadmap, whichever pathway you're looking at, and coach you and help you in the group setting. And so that's going to happen. Plus, there's going to be a lot of little kickbacks and benefits along the way. So please be looking for that in the coming weeks. And let's see, what else? Our last cast insider club, if you want to join that right now, links in the bio. Just join and get on our email list because that way you always get the latest information and details right away. All right, that's all we have for that. Let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. And that's how to talk to your clients. What do you talk about? Because it can be a little awkward. If you're just starting out and you're working, especially if you're young, right? I think if you're like 21 and your clients are 40, it can be a little intimidating. It's like, well, what do they say? I mean, there are these successful, powerful women and I'm just starting out and I'm new and I don't know what to say. What's the right thing to say? So maybe Tess, you could share a little bit. When they first walk in, what's the whole process like? Well, let's back up just a little bit. So let's just talk about the default. When you first start doing lashes, you finish your, your training and you start taking clients. You just 
fly by the seat of your pants. Most of us did. That's yeah. what I did. And I'm, that's what we do every day on our podcast. Yeah, fly by <laughs> the seat of our pants. And the easiest thing to do is you just relate to them as you would a girlfriend. That's why when I was younger, the people that were exactly my age were so much easier to talk to because they were just like girlfriends. So we talked to them like girlfriends. And then the bonus was that they got lashes. Yeah. It was harder for somebody who was out of my age range at that time, like when I first started. So somebody who was 40 or 50, it wasn't the same demographic as me. 80 or 90? You're just always trying to make me look like ancient. (laughs) You're always trying to like... You were like in your midlife. No. (laughs) No, you didn't have to like denigrate that. No, you weren't. You were your little baby. Yeah. I was midlife maybe, but you were not. Thank you. Before that. Okay. Okay. So anyway. I'm trying I'm sleeping in the couch today. That's going to be awesome. All right, cool. So No, I love you. So it was harder to talk to somebody who was older, like 20 years older. And I hear that. I do hear that women... I see them online talking. It's it, in fact that's why I think a lot of people really market to their own age group because they it's feel comfortable. But if you really want to make that bigger money, you really do want to begin to year olds because they have money. They don't wonder where their next paycheck's coming from. So this is what I've learned. So the older women, the ones forty and above, would just come in and just generally like be quiet. And it was just a super professional. So service. not looking to be chatty and talk not about really. the latest things. Not really. Some of them do. Some of them do. Yeah, but I can think of a couple that you have. <laughs> yeah. But as I grew, I began to recognize what conversations that the client always wanted, no matter what. And then I began to focus on that. And then I'd be able to, to focus on uh, points of conversation that anybody could handle, even if they're not the same demographic as you. And points to talk about. So in the beginning, I focused really heavily on the personality. Yeah. But I would recognize that the client would come in sometimes and would say, oh, maybe it didn't last all that long, but they didn't want to hurt my feelings because we were friends. We had that friend dynamic. And so I would default onto just let's get right into the friendship too much and didn't really address the lash concerns. And she would let me because we were like friends. That was yeah. the dynamic. I mean, you were in weddings. I mean, in the early days, it was a very different dynamic that you have now. Yes. So what I learned is that even the ones that you view like a friend, you first have to understand that they're coming to you for the lashes. And it's going to be a little bit more uncomfortable for you to just take yourself out of that mode for a second and put on your lash artist hat. And you, you want to give them the freedom to give you feedback that might be negative. They're coming to you no matter what. Even if you did really janky lashes, they're still going to come to you because they love you. But if you want to like hone your skills, you really need to get some feedback on how the lashes perform. So you start shifting uh, from the initial days when you're just like best buds with them and they look at you like testing my confidant, right? Because yeah. I know you had that relationship. You, what did you do when you start shifting? Like, no, I really want that honest feedback so that I can grow and get to be a better lash artist. Well, what I noticed is that people would just, the, when they first came in, they would just tell me something. Oh, like they all fell out. They didn't last that long. And that was hard to hear. That ruffled my feathers. I didn't want to hear that. So I would like try to skip past that part because I didn't really have an answer for it. And I didn't really know how to address it. But I realized that it was important for everybody to say that they always wanted to say something about how they did. So I began to welcome it. But at first, I didn't have the skills to cope with it. And I would just get mad inside. And they'd be like, Oh, they all fell out. And I'd be like looking at them. And they're like, 
you still have lashes on. Or I didn't like them saying, they were, I felt like they were complaining all the time. And you would say to me, I would be like, I want to fire them because they're not happy. They're never happy. Every time they do, they come, come and complain. And you said, what did you say to me? They keep coming back and paying you money. So they're not really unhappy. Right. They're not. I mean, if you're unhappy, you stop going for us. We've been to a restaurant like, that's it. Nope. Never coming never back coming here. Back. Uh-uh. I mean, chefs. Never going there again. Okay, guys. Chef's is the diviest <laughs> local diner that's been in business for like 70 years. Yeah. And the decor is exactly still the same. From 75. Yeah, yeah. And not in a nice way. But we'd go there and everyone would know our names, but it was still just so janky and they just didn't care at all. So yeah. we're like, that's it. Forget it. We're not going to Chef's anymore. We love diners. I mean, we love really good. We really generally don't eat at fast food food anymore ever and we don't we eat, cook at eat, home we don't we mostly eat at home but if we are going to eat out we out usually really nice or the for diner. some reason we go to diners we like got, you know for pancakes because i just don't think you can wreck an egg right an egg a pancake those are pretty simple things to cook no matter where so you go no matter it can be a really janky diner and yeah. still have really good diner food right yeah like we have a place in hawaii it's like the best pancakes on the planet i don't even remember the name it's of the place called over easy oh, on, oh my gosh it's on oahu yeah, it's absolutely the best, airiest, most fluffy pancakes you'll ever get. Really on the beaten path at this point. So that said, we don't come back. We don't come back if we get bad service. So if they keep coming back, that does mean that eh, yeah, they probably really like what they're getting. So I just had to suck it up and be like, okay, they're complaining to me. They're telling me something, but they still like me. So let's work with that. So yeah. I started to think, okay... Let's find a way to respond to that. And so when anybody would ever say anything negative, they would say, I think oftentimes they would give me an example or an excuse why they thought they were falling out. And a lot of times they would say, oh, I I sleep on this side. Oh, I rub them. I rub them wrong. Oh, my corners always fall out first. Yeah. I mean, I just saw today some postings. Oh, I got my lashes wet. I know your clients know better, but... Still, some clients think that. So, especially if they're friendly and they like you, they will offer a reason why they think that they have fallen out. And what I don't want you to do, and I did this at first, okay? So, it's okay to, It's okay if you've done this before. It's okay that if that's been your habit, but you don't have to do this anymore. I'm going to recommend that you don't take the bait. Don't say, that's the reason why. Oh, yeah. Lots of times, this is why the fall shed is attractive. Because people will be like, well, it is fall now. Well, it is spring. It is summer. Your lashes are going to cycle out, which we know that myth is not true. We do know that there's no fall shed. But do there is a, we will say there there's a shedding. Cycles. There are cycles where you tend to lose more lashes. And I think that sometimes falls within the fall. And when people see that, they assume that's the fall shed. When it's just a cycle that will happen again in February. It may happen again in April. Well, each person is different yeah. but in over the long haul i have seen it it affects the people have a, a major shed once every three months yeah. that's about the average sometimes it's four and you'll know because the month before they'll they'll say i didn't even think i needed to come in because yeah. they were their lashes they, totally they retained held on. really yeah. well and you can say yeah they they did you can pat yourself on the back in terms of retention, but it's also because they have their lashes are in the longer growth cycle or resting stage. So you might want to warn them at that time, oh, they're all going to fall out next time. You're going to have a massive yeah. growth shift. Yeah. Or when they do come out, oh, this is what's going on. But what I'm trying to say is don't take the bait yeah. of saying like, oh, it's because I slept on it this wrong. What I often say is I'll take a look at it now. I'll see what see what's going on. And I'll really focus to make sure that I do my best 
to make an improvement in that area. So you're not saying it was my fault. You're not saying, you're just saying, I'm going to take a look. You're addressing it and I'm going to do my very best to make, uh, to affect that mm-hmm. in the next appointment. So that's a really good little phrase to use. Which is good because if it is a shedding time, good news, they're not going to shed the next time they come back. So the lashes will last great. You'll just fill them back up and they'll be good. And if it's any of the other bizarre reasons that people come up with, again, it probably won't happen. And, and it, but if it does, that's a whole different issue. We should talk about retention, but we won't do that right now. Right. So how do you tell if they have grown all out and it's just a massive shed? Well, you're looking and most of the hairs are very tiny. A lot of them are in the antigen stage and there's just, that's what it looks like, yeah. small growth at the base. So you always identify, I'm going to make an improvement on that. I'm really going to do my best to make changes and, so that you see a difference next time. That satisfies them. And then you're looking, you're looking, are you cleaning that kind of stuff? But mostly it's just about addressing it because they still come to see you. So the first thing that I often ask everybody is after like, how are you doing? As soon as they get on the bed, even if they're talking about uh, family Thanksgiving or whatever, I interrupt them and I say, let's talk real quick about your lashes. So how did they wear? That's how I ask. How did they wear? How did they last? I want to know how they last. And usually what they'll say is, oh, they were great. And they just started falling out right now. I I just really, I knew I was coming in. So I washed them really hard. They were, and I often say, were they like this the whole time? Oh no, they did really great. They just started coming in. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to hear. Sometimes they'll say, oh, after the first week, they really, I really lost a lot. And instead of being defensive, just say, oh, well, let's see what's going on. Maybe you might be in a new growth phase. So you want to find out how they wear. And then the other thing is you want to say, would you like any changes today? And lots of times they don't know. They just, they like, I trust you, Tusney. But how you can tease this apart and get them to talk a little bit further is like, when you look in the mirror, do you see anything that you wish length or emphasis in any area, any extra area? Do they feel too long now? If they say, I feel like too long, what you want to ask is, do they feel that long, too long from the get-go or do they feel too long now? If they feel too long now, then maybe reduce the length just a little bit. Be careful when they say, oh, there, I really want to go longer. And you ask the question, were they too, did you feel this way at the very beginning? But you want to get them talking about anything that they could see improvements on. And even if they don't want anything, the fact that you ask every single time makes you more valuable as a service provider. One of the things that I remember seeing, we were, this was like a, uh, conference, I think, way back, and they did a, a survey. They asked clients, like this is for hairstylists, how many people do a consult before they cut your hair? And they asked that to the client, and then they asked the hairstylist, how many hairstylists do a consult before they cut their hair? And hairstylists said, I think 80, 90% of said, oh yeah, I absolutely do a consult before every haircut. And then on the client side, about 20% of the people said, oh no, about 20% of the times when I go in, do I get a consult? So there's a big disparity. Like everyone thinks they're asking. And I've heard this many times where lash, or, or people come to our salon and say like, I don't like my lashes. And I'm like, oh, so I'm so sorry. What happened? They go, well, they didn't even talk to me. They just put me on the bed and gave me volume. Like they didn't ask me. Like they have one size fits all. And really asking questions when they come in and picking their brain a little bit every time, not just once in a while. It's extremely important. See, this is how we can get into danger when we just treat them as friends. Because honestly, it's the easiest thing to just do what we did last time and take the conversation out of it. And they're giving you good vibes back because you're relating on that friend vibe. 
vibe. But if you take yourself out and really ask, are things working? Let's reassess. Is the length working? Is the shape working? Yeah. I ask that almost on every time. How, are any changes you want to do? Are you? And they say, I don't know. Are you happy with the length? Are you happy with the shape? Are you happy with the color? Are you happy with the thickness? Just even just a couple little questions like that will make them- start helping you figure out. Don't you also, I mean, so when they first walk in, you say, hello, good to see you. Then you say, you ask them, how do they wear? How well do the lashes last? Right? Yes. And then the next question, and we talk about that. And then the next question is what's coming up for yeah. you? Because then they're going to tell you, oh, I'm going on vacation, but I'm leaving in a week. So you need that the lashes need to last a little bit longer, or I've got this coming up. I've got that coming up. And so it can help com- add to the conversation. Do you want a little bit more oomph? Do you want a little bit more visual impact? That kind of stuff. And it's great to n- get to know with what's going on. And then the next thing is like, so how's everything? What's new? What's new with you? So always ask what's new with you. And lots of times they're going to ask, how are you? Another thing, don't take the bait on that one. Of course, they want to know how you're doing, but mostly it's politeness. Of course, they care about you, but this appointment should be all about them. Do not use them to process any of your stuff, your feelings about your business, your feeling about your coworkers, your feeling about your husband. They are too polite to tell you, I really don't want to talk about this because they are getting their beauty service done. They want to upset you. They don't want to come out janky looking. Janky is the word of the day. I mean, just think of going into a nice restaurant or a nice hotel and the person you checks in and go, how are you doing? And then you're like, I'm doing out you. How are you? And the front desk person's like, well, my wife just left me. But you know, other than that, I'm happy to be here to serve you. You'd be like, oh, okay. It'd be weird. It'd be oversharing, right? Same thing if you walk into a fine restaurant and you have the maitre d' at you or your server comes up and starts talking about- How their, tired he is. Yeah, how tired he is. Like he just pulled all nighter doing homework and now he's here. He's really, but you know, it's okay. I'm going to be good. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is really taking away from the experience. Our clients, I mean, especially the younger ones- they might save up or even like stay-at-home moms. They might be pinching every penny. To come and see you, yeah. To see you. And it's really not fair. They, they want to escape. They want to get out of it. So I don't even say I'm tired. I feel tired. Be- no. If they say something, are you tired? Then I always say, I'm so thankful for my job. I love what I do. Because you don't want them to feel bad in any way for being service Especially if you. you take, sometimes you take a client late at night because we come, usually we'll come in later like noon or something like that and we'll stay till nine. And, and if we do that, the client clients sometimes you can tell feel a little bad like oh I'm so sorry to keep you here so late and I'll say I started late I'm happy and I'm really thankful because I love what I do thank you for coming to see me and I turn it back around on them to express gratitude to them yeah so not to make them feel bad because the last thing you want to do is I mean we think about I think about Disneyland any place where you pay money the last thing you want to do is hear about their bad day, their bad life, whatever's going on. I know there's this not need to be authentic, right? And transparent. There's a place for that. And that's what you do with your colleagues, maybe with your boss or maybe with your friends, family, but your clients who pay you a lot of money, that is not the place to drag all your bad luggage in and tell all your problems and download on them. Use your clients in the way as a therapy session for you. And I think sometimes there's a temptation to do it because we think our clients are our friends, but I just want to advise big picture. You're going to be in this industry for 20, 30 years. That's not the best way to go about it. The best it. practice is to make it all about them. Yeah. So you're going to ask them how it wears, what's coming up for them, what's new with them, what's yeah. going on with them. If they ask you, you say, everything's good, everything, I've got this going on, but, and then you turn it back on them. Yeah. What are you looking forward to coming up? 
And then we chat a little bit. And then I say, now I'm going into my quiet. Yeah, this is the magic phrase. Now I'm going to my quiet zone because you're signifying to them. I need quiet to do my best work. So right as you're about to clean or as you're starting to clean, you say, I want you to get your, your program on your iPhone so that you can listen to your podcast. And I'm going to go into my quiet zone. Now, what do they keep asking you questions while I keep talking? Well, I say, I'm happy to answer that. I just want you to know that I do my best work when I'm quiet. Yeah. So then you encourage them like do a podcast or listen to music or rest or just take a nap, right? You try to encourage them to do that. Do you have any clients that fight you in that? No, I just want to talk. I don't care. I do. I do. I have a couple people that come to me just to talk. And it is harder for me to do the appointment. So in those cases, I actually recommended you need more time because we're yeah. going to talk. And, and so, by the way, those are not the people usually are struggling to find things to talk about, right? Because they're the ones driving the conversation. They're asking questions. They're talking about their life. They're talking about work. They're talking about all their things, right? There will be a couple people in your schedule that just love you. And you guys connect. And you laugh. I have a couple of those. And they just, we sharpen each other. They've come in. They've been seeing me for... Years and years, almost a decade now yeah, or more. And that's just the way it is. Sometimes I will say, listen, I really want, I have to focus on in your lashes because I got a lot of work to do and I, or I, I really need to focus in. So I'm going to give you permission to have a nap and they'll be like, oh, you want me to be quiet? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should it be quiet? Okay. So just going back when they first walk in, you greet them and you say, Hey, how do your lashes hold up? Then you ask them about anything that's coming up. Yeah, what's and then, coming and up once they you? do it, you dig a little deeper on what worked or what doesn't work or, and all that. And then when it comes to the conversation, the meet thing, or sit down, you can just ask them about their day, what, how their life is going, how are things? And then you go into the quiet zone. And then once I know for those of you who are new or a little awkward, you can use the quiet zone for everyone. Like as soon as they sit down, you're like, Hey, you no, know, I do my best work when I'm quiet and that's okay. You don't have Some, to be a, a big lot conversation. of the clients are so thankful for that because they feel like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to try not to fall asleep because they don't want to be rude or yeah. they're scared that they're going to snore. Yeah. And I say to everybody, this is the snore zone. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's safe to snore here. Everyone snores. That's what I say. And if they wake up and go, cause I'm actually one of those people. Yeah, tough I do that. The first thing they'll say is I'm sorry. And you'll be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. So, that's so let's really just, cute little pig. <laughs> I love pig. So if you're super worried about the order of it, the most natural flow is when they walk in, you say, Hey, what's new with you? And then you say, let's talk about your lashes. How did they perform for you? How did they wear? Oh, they came all out. They fell all out. Oh, you know what? I'm really going to focus on that. I'm going to do my best to see if we can make a difference in that next time. Mm-hmm. And then you keep going and you say, Hey, Are you happy with everything? Are there any changes you would like to consider making? What you don't know? Well, how about the length? Are you happy with the length? Are you happy with the shape? Are you happy with the thickness? Are you happy with the color? Oh, you don't know? Well, what's coming up for you? What's coming up in the next thing? Oh, you've got a Miss America pageant? Well, we're really going to go for something pretty bold. Oh, you're going on a month-long retreat in the woods with with your natural in-laws who (laughs) shake their head at makeup? Okay, we're going to go really authentic and natural looking. Yeah. And I think that's flow of things plus the quiet zone. And you should be good for most of your clients. I think most of your clients will be fine. I think a lot of people think it's like a hairstylist where you go in and you have to talk. I remember that as a hairstylist or not hairstylist. I never was one. But when I used to get my haircut back many moons ago, I remember feeling pressure 
to talk to the hairstylist. I hated it. I really did. I, I sometimes I just would sit there and almost like sleep, but you can't because your head bobbles. Well, so here's the thing. That's what's really wonderful about our profession, guys. Their eyes are closed. Yeah. I and mean, when you're sitting in the chair, you're looking at them in the mirror. There's more of an impetus to talk and have that kind of conversation. Yeah. So you don't have to worry, especially if you're a hairstylist who became a lash artist. You don't have to have that same dynamic. You can have a much more quiet setting and where it's a little more muted, right? Yeah. Now let's talk about the end real quick. Oh yeah. How do you wrap it up? Well, I always say, uh, I'm going to give you a nice little rinse now and I'm going to come around and take a look at your lashes. So I give them the saline rinse. I come around from the front and I look at them from the front. That way that allows me to make any changes that I need to. Now, if they're a talker or there's somebody that goes through their lashes lash by lash, I will stop early so that I don't get mad while they're doing that. So somebody, I do have one gal 15 minutes every time she books two hours and the last 15 minutes, I stop 15 minutes ahead of time because she takes forever. And then another one takes forever to get out of the salon. She just wants to talk. She wants to like go through her handbag and like clean out her receipts. And I, it always bothers Paul, Yes, but I just stop, I stop early because she's taking that time. It's coming out of her time, not mine. So at the end of the service, let's say they didn't get as full as I wanted or they came late. Then I say... I made sure that they're even. I know that you like them a little bit fuller. So if you'd like, we can schedule a little bit more time next time or come in a little bit earlier. Yeah. Or come back tomorrow if we have an opening for another little bit more fill. But basically, if they're late, we don't add on time at the end just to make up for their lateness. If they somehow were, went five, seven weeks between appointments, we don't add on more time at the, or don't give them free time. They have to pay for everything. So it's like, if it's a really long, if they go long between appointments and say, look, well, it looks like we'll need to do a two and a half hour appointment to get you back up to normal. Yes. And I never apologize for this. Yeah. If they come in late or if they're not as full or if they came on with caked on makeup and it took me the time. That makeup removal time comes out of their lashes. Yeah. So they are going to be not as full. So I always say, oh, I had to take 30 minutes to clean your lashes. So you need a little bit more. Yeah. So why don't you come back in? Don't apologize. Please do not apologize. It is not your fault. And don't get mad at them either because it's their money they're wasting. Yeah, definitely not. Well, I think it's pretty good. That's helpful. Like there's a good, at least a primer on what to do and how to handle a client from going, from leaving. By the way, if you have any other questions for us, we do love building our podcast around what you guys are looking at. I literally have a document with probably 250 different ideas of things we, we can do podcasts on, but those are the things that I observe. And sometimes what I observe isn't really what you guys want. So What's better is for you guys. Tell, tell us. us. Tell yeah. us what you want to hear about. I've got one. Some A couple of people have been DMing me about my setup. Yeah. It looks so contraption-y. Like, what is that? So we're going to do one on that. Yeah. Any other questions you have? We're doing a big one soon. We're right now recording a whole bunch of episodes on LED UV lights, right? We want to talk oh, about yes. what is working what is not working what is dangerous what is safe what is myth what is fear-mongering yes and we it's like a series of five at least five maybe six episodes with professionals and leaders and experts in the field we're gonna have an engineer we're gonna have a chemist we're gonna have a doctor we're gonna have some distributors a manufacturer we have it all we have like a little bit of everything and we're gonna talk to each person hear their story and they're going to give us their best advice on this so that when you're done with this, hopefully our thought is when you're done, you're going to be like, okay, I actually have a very good sense of what is good and what isn't good in the world of LED UV lights, as opposed to right now, what I think is a lot of fear mongering and desiring to control others. As always, our industry is a big issue, but we will sell the score, hopefully. So that's going to be coming in the coming weeks, sometime maybe before Christmas is the hope. So we'll see if we get it all done. But otherwise, are you, do you have anything else? Are we good? No, I'm good. 
You're good. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Jockey, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.